is Scott Richmond, the director for New York and New Jersey for ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, coming to you from the front lines. ADL is on the front line every day fighting anti-Semitism and hate, and this show brings that to you from the WVOX studios in New York. A front line in the battle against anti-Semitism and hate is the fight against white supremacists, whose white power message has the effect of terrorizing communities. There is no doubt that the last few years have witnessed a general emboldening of these white supremacists. Nowhere is this more evident than in the precipitous growth of white supremacist propaganda. ADL has just released a report on the prevalence of such propaganda, and I have invited my colleague, Jessica Reeves, to describe the situation to us. She is the Director of Content and Editorial Strategy for ADL's Center on Extremism. Welcome, Jessica, too, from the front lines. Hi, Scott. It's good to be here. I want to start by asking the basic question, what is white supremacist propaganda? For the purposes of our reporting, we consider propaganda to be uh, stickers, flyers, banners, posters, as well as any kind of graffiti that you might see. So, um, and the messaging on these, um, any of this propaganda tends to be, you know, if it's white supremacist propaganda, anti-Semitic propaganda, racist propaganda, um, there can be racist slurs, there can be messages of anti-Semitism, uh, there can be both. As you mentioned, these, these numbers, um, have been going up since 2017 when we first started tracking, and this year was no exception this past year. So uh, tell us about those numbers. I mean, the report really offers a, a shocking glimpse at, at how they've, uh, they've grown. In 2021, we counted 4,851 cases of these hateful messages um, in various forms of propaganda. And these were, you know, these were incidents that were reported to ADL. And this was a slight decrease from the year before, but it, the numbers are still at historic levels and um, have, have gone up just dramatically each year since 2017. So we consider this to be essentially sort of a uh, on the same level as, as 2020 numbers, which were also incredibly high. Um, so really, we're not seeing any any precipitous drop off that we might have. And, might have hoped and what were those numbers in 2017? In 2017, we were looking at um, about. 200. <laughs> so it went from 200 so to nearly 5,000. So this is a, a major yeah. phenomenon at this point. Yep, absolutely. And yeah, so we've just been seeing this um, this number go up really dramatically each year. Um, we're still at very high numbers. And obviously, this is something that is concerning to everybody, because when we encounter this kind of propaganda, when anyone encounters it, it's incredibly scary. Um, it's alarming. It causes fear in the community, which is what it's meant to do in part. Um, you know, and it, it makes um, tar- already targeted and, um, you know, susceptible communities feel even more at risk. And, and why? Why has it suddenly become so popular for white supremacists to engage in the use of such propaganda? Yeah, so since 2017, when everyone will remember um, the infamous Unite the Right rally happened in Charlottesville in August of that year. Um, since that number, since that happened, um, white supremacists have been facing some of the consequences of their actions. Um, a lot of white supremacists were fired from their jobs or otherwise, you know, uh, prosecuted um, following Unite the Right. And so since then, they have decided to go more underground and use this propaganda to spread their messages, to intimidate communities, and also to potentially recruit new members. It's a really good way, 
for them to get their messages out without actually being out in public, without being, um, you know, without being targeted by law enforcement or by public public scrutiny. And I often caution people about those messages. You know, people have a tendency to amplify those messages by sharing them over social media, even if it's to denounce them. Uh, but, right. but they really shouldn't. I assume you, you agree with that. Absolutely. You know, we make a real effort not to sort of just duplicate, as you said, not to just give a megaphone to these um, hateful groups, not to give, um, you know, not to further amplify these horrible messages. And it's it's important to, to, you know, to be honest about what's being said, but we can do that in ways that does not just, you know, wholesale reshare what the groups are sharing. And who's carrying out such acts? Are these organized groups of people? We actually saw 38 different groups uh, distributing uh, white supremacist propaganda in 2021. But there were three groups that were responsible for 91% of the activity. So that's just the lion's share um, by far. Uh, Those groups are Patriot Front, uh, New Jersey European Heritage Association, and the Folkish Resistance Movement, um, or FRM. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> this is all very niche information. But um, so, and it's been really interesting over the years to watch how the propaganda has changed and morphed, and the messaging is very different between the different groups. Um, Patriot Front, for example, um, has taken a lot of pains to create a non-explicitly white supremacist uh, line of messaging. So they will have messages that include things, uh, lines like reclaim America. Um, and they talk a lot about patriotism and, um, you know, they want to make sure that they are associated with um, being, you know, being American and defending quote unquote American values. And it's, it's been, you know, that makes it much more difficult in a way for people to recognize this as white supremacist propaganda. Um, it is clearly a uh, reflection of a, um, you know, white nationalist, um, pro-white, anti-minority uh, stance, but it is coded in a way that I think makes it, you know, it's clearly, it's clear, clearly dangerous, but it's not as explicit as some of the other groups. White supremacist propaganda is is about white power, but there is a manifestation connected to uh, to anti semitism. Um, can you talk a little bit about uh, the connection to uh, to anti semitism? Yeah, absolutely. So certainly, we see some anti semitic messaging in white supremacist propaganda. You know, blaming the Jewish community, blaming Jews in general for various uh, current events for. Um, things happening to quote unquote white people in America. Um, but you know, this is all underpinned by the white supremacist belief in the great replacement conspiracy theory, which posits that white people are being replaced by non white people, um, and that Jews are controlling this turnover in population so that they can quote unquote control the American population writ large. So this is this is also a theory that is popular in among white supremacists in Europe. So it's not just American white supremacists, but you can see how the white supremacist cause, quote unquote, is rooted really deeply in some anti-Semitic um, conspiracy theories. 
If the listeners want to follow along at home, I know that ADL's heat map offers a real-time look. Can you uh, briefly describe what the heat map is and, and how people can access it? Yeah, absolutely. So if you go to ADL.org, um, you will see a link immediately to the heat map. Um, it's also under tools, um, and it's also under um, the COE's homepage, Center on Extremism's homepage. But I won't keep giving URLs because I know that gets a little complicated. But um, the heat map uh, tracks incidents of hate and extremism across the country, and we encourage people to check out their own localities and states to see what's happening near them. Uh, that's great. And, of course, also there you can find the full report at ADL's website, ADL.org. And um, with that, I will say thank you, uh, Jessica, and thank the Center. Uh, thanks to the Center on Extremism for the amazing work you do uh, fighting extremism from all sides. And, uh, of course, thanks for being on today's show. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. And, of course, a big thank you to the listeners who tuned in to From the Frontlines, either live on WVOX 1460 AM or as a podcast. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or on Spotify to ensure that you do not miss a show. Just search for From the Frontlines. And please engage in these important conversations throughout the week by following me on Facebook and Twitter. My handle is at Scott A. Richmond, and our hashtag is fighting hate for good.